Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning. Good afternoon. Welcome back to Live Your Personal Best. Today's conversation, we are joined by Lisa and we're talking all about how to frame your mind to achieve what you want. And this is more than just, you know, talking about mindset and like positive thinking, but really going into the deeper, like, what does it mean to achieve what you want? Like, how are you supposed to know what you want? How can you trust yourself to make those right decisions? How can you actually guide yourself on getting there, right? Like, it's such a big question that sometimes I think we're scared to answer those big things. And so, I loved being able to bring someone on to talk with us about this today. You know, the whole episode is great, but especially I think it's like around minute 20. Lisa shares with us, you know, like the first question that she asks all of her clients that she works with on like how to start with like step one, like what you should be doing today. So I think that you'll really get a lot of like insights from this and be able to really apply it into your life. So I'm so excited for you to listen to it. And with that, if this is your first time listening, we come out with brand new episodes every single Monday, so make sure you're subscribed. And if you are a longtime listener, make sure to get some of your friends subscribed. So be sure to share this episode today if it resonates at all with you. And with that, let's get started. What's up and welcome to the Live Your Personal Best podcast. This is the place where I help current and former athletes like you to show up confidently in the gym and in life. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, a former Division I athlete and author of Elite to Everyday Athlete. I'm going to show you how to stay motivated in reaching your goals and how to have more fun doing it. So let's sweat it out and start living your personal best. Hey guys, today we are joined by Lisa. She is a menstrual health specialist and coach supporting women moving through challenging life transitions. She leads a quiet yet powerful revolution to get women back in touch with their bodies, release trauma, and lead their lives powerfully from within, which she's on to talk with us about today. Lisa, I'm so excited that you're joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So one of the things that I love about like you and your work is that you love to talk about topics that might be a little bit more taboo for other people that we might not talk about a lot you know especially like these difficult life transitions and challenges why were you drawn to talking about these I have always been drawn to it I just didn't admit it until maybe a year ago when I was asked yeah but who do you want to work with or who do you want to be and I'm like I want to be the go-to person that you call at 3 a.m. in the morning when your world is falling apart and (laughs) you need someone (laughs) who can hold you through it all. Uh, It definitely comes out of my own history with OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder and mental health. And just knowing that life can be hard and we all have this strength and power within us to lead ourselves through it's just sometimes more fun with another person yeah no and that's kind of what you specialize in and you coach people through so I would love to hear you know from your perspective just kind of like high level how we can kind of move through life challenges just a little bit easier 
Like, what is your recommendations? If you can give a recommendation, because let me tell you, it's not for the faint of heart and uh, it's messy. Self-leadership is messy. It like it requires a constant adjustment of, okay, how is this working? How do I feel? What is my body like today? Like how, what is my energy level like today? Like how am I feeling and how can I bring whatever is present to the table? Because what I believe we, we have unlearned in the society um, is to listen to what our bodies tell us like we tend to override it even when they are screaming with pain we still push because we have been led to believe that that's the way to go mind over body and um, they are a thing that you can exploit so no wonder so many people struggle with their bodies think why isn't it going into the shape I wanted to go into while forgetting that our bodies are living, breathing organisms and they like they hold so much more wisdom than we give them credit. And so starting to just listen back in, oh, what is my body telling me? Oh, maybe, maybe nothing comes up. Ooh, I feel numb. Interesting. And and then not not making it wrong, but just staying with, with curiosity. Oh, interesting. It feels numb today. I feel numb. What like what would feel exciting to me right now in this moment? And then maybe have a little taste of that and see where it leads you. Yeah, that's so interesting because I've heard so many times, you know, especially being an athlete of the mind over body and you're only as strong as your thoughts. And, you know, it all goes back to kind of like pushing through it mentally. Um, So that's interesting, you know, kind of taking that pause of like, okay, but why is our body maybe telling us something differently? Mm. And I, I mean, it's, it's true that uh, our thoughts create our reality. But it's like, when we learn to listen to what the body is telling us and taking that into consideration in our mind we will have an easier time to arrive where we want to go like for me it's like goals feels like a very masculine pushy concept and when you don't achieve your goals it's kind of you're you're a failure (laughs) so this is like the narrative whereas if we set this intention okay this is where i want to go and I'm open to whatever happens in the process, then in the end, we might not end up exactly where we wanted to go. But who knows, maybe the place we end up in is even better than expected. Yeah, I love that. So you're saying, you know, you still have like the future in mind, you still have, you know, this idea of what you want to move towards in mind. But instead of, you know, it being this hard and fast goal of like, I get there or I don't, it's more going with intention versus a destination. Yes. And like, I mean, I do my thought work too, but it's more about like detecting the unhelpful thoughts, like the criticism, this internalized shame, because whenever we think, oh, I should be more this or less that, a should indicates that there is shame attached, like that we've been conditioned or uh, taken on the thought that something is wrong with us when when we don't get somewhere. <laughs> Because that's also the narrative, right? Like, uh, it's in your power. So if you don't achieve it, it's your fault. Which, no, it doesn't hold true. It's like, you don't have control over so much, over circumstances, over even emotions and everything. So, like, how can you possibly think, uh, like, like, be responsible for it? 
yes, you you can look at what is my, like, where is my responsibility? Like, what part do I have to take care of in this whole uh, direction I want to go in? And one thing is your thoughts, because that's something you can kind of control. At least, you know, like, okay, this is an unhelpful thought beating myself up. So what is a better feeling thought or a thought that will probably get me to where I want to go? Like being compassionate and gentle with ourselves in our own mind will lead us to a much more resourceful place. Yeah, that's so interesting. You know what you're talking about with like your thoughts and like these things that you can control on kind of like the opposite end of like the people that might be struggling to even like trust their own thoughts. What recommendations do you have there for like how do we learn to trust our own inner wisdom more? Well, it takes practice. <laughs> Let me tell you that. Um, it's a daily practice. Like what I do, um, especially since I'm uh, working a lot with menstruating people, is to state the day of my cycle I'm on, which is like for me, it's the menstrual cycle. It, it, when people are post-menopause, it's the moon cycle. Or for people who aren't like men or men identifying people or um they they can certainly go with like today's this day of the month just to have some kind of indication and and then go okay and what are three words that express how i am today what's my energy level like what's my mental capacity like am i more focused am i more outward am i more inward and um and how can i honor that in my day to day because we might have a full schedule and feel tired and inward. And how can I honor this tiredness even in that full schedule? And then we kind of start maybe even finding patterns. Like usually at this time of day, I'm more active than at that time of day. And then we can even start like rearranging our schedules as far as possible to where we are most active and just adjusting and being compassionate and we, we we see that we don't have to be the same every day we don't have to perform the same every day we cannot because our bodies are not machines we are not made for that yeah and what's interesting too is when you're talking about this tracking you know on the days that could be more of like your off days or you're more tired and you don't have the mental capacity you know you aren't even saying like oh come up with something to fix that or like you're like ways to get out of that cycle but it's more like no that's just the part of the cycle that you're in and you know kind of just accepting that part exactly because there is nothing to fix because you're not wrong and that is like my my strong belief and something I had to learn for myself that hey wait a minute I am not wrong and it's like I've, I've, I'm having epiphanies this year it's it's interesting just like two days ago during the the dark moon I realized that I have never been wrong. It was just that people reacted to how I was and said I'm complicated and inflexible, but other people don't find the same traits complicated or uh, inflexible. And so it's it's not actually about me, it's about their perception of me. And understanding that gives you so much freedom because when you are not wrong, wow, what are the possibilities? There is so much to explore, a whole inner world. Uh, and it's just it's fascinating. Yeah, I love that so much, you know, especially coming from an athletic background. And, you know, the listener here 
might have been an athlete, you know, so much of our inner dialogue is also what our coaches might have been telling us. And, you know, those aren't always positive either. They might be telling you that you're slow or that you've hit your like max. You're never going to get better. You're never going to be the best. And so, you know, kind of trying to reframe that to, as you said, okay, that's more on them than telling the truth about yourself. Yeah, I mean, what does it to our system when somebody tells you you're never going to get faster than that person? Is that supposed to motivate us? To me, it sounds like defeating. I would rather give up than <laughs> than try. And like it, it creates this nervous system activation in our bodies and trauma and all of that. When when people behave like that towards us, it's actually an an abuse of sorts. And I mean, that might sound already pretty harsh, but I, I believe that's the, the trouble why so many of us end in mental health issues is because they have been told they are wrong and they aren't. <laughs> Their bodies are wrong, but they aren't. And I think the world would be far better off if we had more compassion with ourselves first and foremost give ourselves some grace because we are all in this together. The human experience isn't easy <laughs> with all the emotions and thoughts and everything. Let, let's not beat ourselves up on top of that. Yeah, no, definitely. I love that. Giving yourself more compassion, more grace. And especially, you know, when we are talking about menstruation uh, or the menstrual cycle, like, as I shared, there are four distinct phases, like the phases in the seasons outside. We have menstruation as in our winter, which is more a time for rest. And we have ovulation, which is in our summer, which is more a time to be outward and active and the transition times. And like we don't expect nature to be in spring and summer all the time. But why do we expect ourselves to be in spring and summer all the time? <laughs> We can't. It's only regenerative if we respect all four phases. Yeah, definitely. So I know that we had kind of like mentioned it earlier with your bio, but you have this quiet revolution that you're leading. I would love to hear more about that and what that is. Yes, I call it a quiet yet powerful revolution because it's like it's not going out there on the streets and smashing patriarchy <laughs> because I believe that aggression leads to counter aggression or like attack and when we think about smashing these structures that hold us back or that aren't like aren't healthy for our whole well-being we but we don't have anything better to put in place afterwards because when we smash it there will be a power vacuum and we don't have anything better to put in place so for me it's all about focusing within like withdrawing from the stru structure so to speak listening to our bodies and what they tell us listening to our thoughts doing our thought work of thinking more helpful and positive like not not necessarily positive but uh, thoughts that that feel good in our body tending to our emotions making sure that we release emotions in a safe way and in a non-destructive way and by that we we understand the structures we live in and we see the systems more clearly for what they are and withdraw actively and so they have no chance but to crumble because they have nothing to hold on to and we kind of like phoenix from the ashes rise because we have practiced a different way of being all along 
and so that's why in my work i i really want to give you a taste of your own power of your own magic of the wisdom that lives inside of you even if you right now think that's not possible because i too had to have people around me who saw that light who saw me for who i am who believed in me otherwise i wouldn't have made it we humans are living in an interconnected world like all like the whole world is interconnected and so we need to reflect this this inner strength back to each other to understand that we truly have the power within us but we need people who understand that the power is always in you to reflect that back and not telling telling you oh th but this is the way you should do it <laughs> because from the outside looking at someone from the outside how am i supposed to know what's best for that person with their lived experience with their body with their thought work <laughs> or a mindset um and really understanding that we each are allowed to look within and i believe true fulfillment comes from that place nobody else can tell you what's fulfilling to you you have to feel it and then go after that yeah so kind of you know, giving yourself that power back instead of always being like, oh, well, I'm going to have this therapist tell me how to do this, or I'm going to tell this how to do this. It's going to, it's more just like learning more about yourself to be able to make those own decisions. Exactly. It's understanding ourselves as like everything is about, oh, interesting. In this situation, I tend to react like that. Hmm. Where's that coming from? Would I like to keep reacting that way? Or do I want to react in a different way? And then starting to slowly open up these spaces where we can have a different choice of responding. And I mean, it's it's hard in, in the society we live in to not fall prey to this idea that the solution is somewhere outside of us because that's what everyone, uh, the media and certainly the people in power tell us. It's always in the the next phone or the next computer or <laughs> this other thing or the next course or whatever it is you're into but there is the solution but it's never within you which is a nice way to keep us distracted and unhappy so that we don't question the systems <laughs> themselves yeah no i've seen this a lot happen with you know diet culture recently because with like my audience with the podcast and a lot of things that i talk about a lot of it has to do with like the nutrition and like taking back some of that power instead of following some rules someone else tells you um so i love to you know be able to see the parallels between the diet culture kind of breaking down but then also just all of the rules in general as you're saying kind of breaking down yeah and again who else than your own body can tell you if a certain food is good for your body or not and it's a it's a kind kind of trial and error thing it's a practice oh what happens if i eat more of this hmm doesn't sit well with my digestion okay i'll eat more of that and see what that brings. like it's it's really a trying and allowing ourselves to learn i i wanted to say fail but i don't because i don't believe in failure it's all just a lesson so we just learn what works better and what doesn't. And then we can still, I mean, we all know that alcohol is toxic to our systems. Do we sometimes enjoy drinking alcohol? Yes, we do. But going into it knowingly that then you can like have this informed choice, right? An informed decision. Okay, I know it's not particularly good, but today is a special occasion and I want it. 
so do it and live with the consequences. Yeah, I love that idea of, you know, making informed decisions. And I don't think that we've talked about it yet, but there's like this leading question that you say we should always ask ourselves when going through these different life struggles and challenges. So if we haven't talked about it yet, kind of like, what is the question and how do you kind of frame your mind? My question is, and that's also always the first question I lead every coaching session with is, what would you like to have happen? What would you like to have happen? Which already hints at that you are allowed to want something. And we often hear, like, some, like often we don't even dare to ask ourselves that question of what do I want? I mean, who am I to want something in the first place? And then when we ever have considered what we want to have happen or would like to have happen, someone comes in, oh, no, but you can't have that. Oh, no, that's too big a dream for you. And so, like, <laughs> we don't even want things anymore, at least not overtly, uh, because we believe we can't have them in the first place. But that leads again to the idea that I brought up earlier, that, like, the intention, like, you maybe want this and maybe you will not get exactly that but what if what you get in the end is even better than what you thought you wanted <laughs> and like really allowing this dreaming into what it is that you want as as strange or as illogical as it might sound sometimes and so like it's sometimes it's just a matter of getting it out of your system and once you've said it or you've written it down somewhere, it kind of falls away and you know, okay, it probably wasn't what I really wanted. So let me try again and see what I want. And it's also a moment by moment decision. Like what you would like to have happen now might be completely different from what you want to have happen tomorrow. And that's okay too. Yeah, I love that so much. I'm already thinking of like 10 different scenarios where this like fits in perfectly. You know, I know this isn't related at all, but I'm almost thinking like, you know, people that are dating out there. Dating is really tough and there's a lot of rejection. But I think a lot of times the questions that we ask, it's like, oh, well, how does this person feel? Or are they going to text me back? Or yada, yada, yada. When the question could be like, well, what do you want? And then that gives you the power back. Or if you are thinking about, you know, mid-year reviews or not mid-year, end of year reviews coming up and, you know, talking with the boss, it's like, you know, we can all hope for a promotion, but what does that mean? Like, what do you actually want out of it? And so I think that whole idea of like, yes, you're allowed to want things is huge. Yeah. Yeah. And as you said, it gives like it's taking our power back. It's putting us back into the posi position of, okay, I do have some leeway here. Like I, I may not be able to change certain circumstances in my life, but within that frame, I still can make choices. And that's like, because I believe the worst feeling a human being can feel is powerlessness. And I've been there and I'm still there all the time <laughs> of feeling completely powerless and like nothing's in my hand and nothing's working and then I'm like okay and even though it seems like that what would I like to have happen now and maybe it's making a cup of tea but that's also something I can do and while I'm making that cup of tea I suddenly have a few inspirations for videos or or, or a newsletter or something you never know what comes out of this next thing you would like 
Yeah. No, I love that so much. Just giving yourself power back. Is there any one last piece of advice that you'd like to leave everyone with today? I just want you who is listening to know that you are not wrong and you have never been wrong. You have all the power within you. You are allowed to want what you want. Doesn't mean you will always get it. And that's okay too. And I just want you to know that you are an amazing, beautiful human being exactly as you are today. Awesome. Well, thank you for leaving us off on that. Where can people find you, work with you, all of that? Like there is a big overview on my website, uh, lisa-yara.com. I love writing emails. It's to me, it's like writing letters to a friend. So um, in case you want to reach me, I am on Instagram and Facebook, but I also love a good old fashioned email. Uh, yeah. So those are the best places to find me. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.